Well, here it comes. Oh, my goodness. Kick and chase by Mullins. Kick and chase again by Mullins. Welcome back to the Racing and Sports Punters Pod on this Friday, February the 17th. Jimmy Buckley with you ahead of another huge weekend of football in the UK. But before we get to that, I must introduce my partner in crime, a man who 29 years ago to the day led his team out at Wellington to take on possibly the strongest Pakistan side we've ever seen in Test Cricket. A very warm welcome to Ken Rutherford. Gee, you come up with these amazing stats, mate. I'm trying to forget those days. I'm not, I'm not trying to be – I don't want to be reminded. I, I particularly don't be, want to be reminded about that test match, I don't think. I think we got absolutely stuffed out of sight. Well, a few stats from that match. Wazim Akram took four for 60 in the first innings and seven for 119 in the second dig, and Kay Rutherford was not one of his victims. Syed Anwar managed 169. Captain Salim Malik scored 140. And Inzamam Al-Haq scored 135 not out. Ken Rutherford's defiant 63 in the second dig was part of a 114-run stand with Andrew Jones, but it was all in vain as it turned out. Yeah, we got stuff by innings, didn't we? An innings and 49 um, runs or something. Yeah, like I that. reckon the very nondescript off-spinner Akram Raza got me out too. Twice, I think. Did he really? Yeah, because I just fancy guys I didn't think could bowl. I mean, wouldn't you just pick them off? Just get a single and a couple of boundaries here and there and just be happy that, that he's bowling and not Akram or Eunice, for goodness sake. But, of course, I can't do that, can I? Just <laughs> hit it straight up in the arms of Jesus and get out. I mean, it, was, it happened all the time with me, but uh, I do vaguely remember that test match. I, 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 to tell a story about the first test match of that series, James, it's the it, we, I walked out there to, to toss the coin with Sally Mullock, that very straight-down-the-middle individual, Um and we walked out there with the, with Grant Nisbet, a good mate of mine who was in the TV, the, you know, the, the live TV cross for the toss. And um, and the toss, the, the, I threw the coin up, and Sal, the coin bounced once and was about to bounce again, and Salim bent down and picked it up on the bounce and said, Will Field. <laughs> and, prior, and prior to that, he said something in Urdu like Hales or Ted's. So he got he got both bases covered, if you know what I mean, <laughs> in terms of what he had called in the first place. And look, the, the the pitch was emerald green. It was you couldn't tell apart from the white lines and the popping crease. Uh, it was so green. You're always going to win the toss and and bowl. And uh, that's what he did. He, the, the coin bounced. He picked it up and said, "Will Field." It happened so quickly. And I got Nisbo and the um, I think it was the TV NZ crew at the time. I said, back in their OB van. I said, "Can I have a look at that?" I mean, if you don't think that's what happened. Well, yeah. It was all there, um, and it happened so quickly. So the match referees, from that time on, from that test match on, came out with you and and watched the toss. That was that was the catalyst for the match referee actually being out there in the toss. Wow! About ninety ninety. What did you say? It was ninety four? Ninety four. Yeah. That was. Yeah, I reckon. Uh, I reckon Salim would struggle with the bat flip these days. Oh, Salim would struggle with a lot of things which involved uh, integrity, shall we say, James. Uh, I'm quite happy for you not to cut that out of this interview. Um, no, he was a beauty. Uh, but that's such a great side. I mean, oh. I think Javid had just retired, in not he? In 92, I think it was his swan song. Uh, Sadanwa was a, a fine, fine left-hand batsman. Malik himself was a, a really, really good player. Inzaman was at the start of his career then, um, and he went on to be, 
be a very, very key player in international cricket. And of course, Ackman Yunus. I mean, goodness me, one left arm of a very short run up and a very whippy bowling arm, hard to pick up. And Wacko used to run off 40 yards and charge in like a thoroughbred, didn't he? And uh, you knew what you're going to get. You're going to get a, a quick bouncer or a very, very quick and swinging Yorker. Good luck. Yeah, geez, that's some real fast bowling right there. That would have been very difficult to face. Yeah, he got me out once in Faisalabad bowl. I think you can see it on YouTube. Fair dinkum. First ball. And it took leg stump. I, I remember it was about a yard outside off stump. And it just came zeroed in on leg stump. And I had to turn around and go back to the traps off, back to the change rooms. And I, and I saw the stump. It cartwheeled. <laughs> and it was further back than Salim Yusuf, the keeper, was standing. <laughs> And I thought to myself, Rudds, I'm so glad I'm out. Yeah. I mean, I didn't want to be out there ever seen with it. I mean, fair income, it just uh, catapulted a good 20 to 25 yards back. And I'm not joking. It was yeah. just just amazing. You know, he, he was quick. Um, and, of course, with the reverse swing uh, in the day um, and the tools they used to get that ball hooping around, it was uh, <laughs> yeah, it was rather mechanical. Yeah. And I but we're here to talk about football, aren't we? We are, yeah. And I just wanted to say another reason that that was played in Wellington that particular test it was. match. Um, and, and yeah, Rudd's New Zealand are sort of in the wars at the moment, unfortunately, by the sounds. But they've had some catastrophic weather and, uh, and yeah, now the have. earthquake that, yeah, that hit earlier this month just outside Wellington, mate. So yeah, just a shout out to our New Zealand friends there across yeah. the Tasman. Well, my house uh, we we we've got it rented out in Cambridge in the Waikato, and it was one that right in the eye of the storm, really Cambridge and. Uh, just literally half a mile from, from our house, about 10 trees came down to one street there, just opposite the primary school in Leamington. Um, but now our house has come through okay, which is a relief, but uh, for many, many others, there's still a lot to, to play out in the Hawke's Bay in particular. And my, my daughter, who's never been part of an earthquake or you know lived through an earthquake, or been part of an earthquake, hopefully she'll live through many more earthquakes, but she was at the top of the South Island just camping in a place called Pahara in the Golden Bay, and... He had texted us the other night. Uh, see, there's been a 6.3 magnitude quake, and it was right, pretty much the epicenter is not far from there. So, yeah, that's the first time she's uh, been through that, and for many others too. They always say Wellington's probably the next possible earthquake is on a fault line. Yeah. So let's hope that doesn't happen. But yeah, it's been a hard old time for for Kiwis, and uh, the cricket team to do much to. Uh, <laughs> Uh, you know, get some positively going uh, in the community of New Zealand there yesterday was pretty poor effort the first day's play but let's not go there. We wish everyone all the best across the Tasman we'd better turn our attention to the UK where things continue to heat up in the English Premier League Manchester City have joined Arsenal Mm. at the top of the table after beating the Gunners midweek. Arsenal travelled to Aston Villa this weekend, we also have Notts Forest hosting Manchester City. Brighton play Fulham. Brentford hosts Crystal Palace. Chelsea play Southampton. Everton take on Leeds. Wolverhampton play Bournemouth. Then Newcastle host Liverpool in a big game up at St James's Park. Man U welcome Leicester City to Old Trafford. And Spurs take on West Ham. Did they not play recently? Well, I think they might have played recently too. Yeah, uh, yeah they did, didn't they? It. Um Obviously, West Ham's home ground. Look, look, there's many, many really good matchups over the course of the next two or three days in the Premier League, and they affect both the top and the and the bottom of the table. Uh, Everton leads as a standout for mine. As to Wolves against Bournemouth, uh, six point matches, both of those. Arsenal, Man City. I watched a bit of that, and gee, Man City could have won by five goals. Arsenal were lucky to get a penalty, uh, which uh, Saka converted three uh, one. I thought flattered. Uh, the Gunners, I thought Man City were very much 
and the, at this swaggering best and would be happy that Harlan got a goal because he'd been a bit dry for the last couple of weeks. Key, key match tomorrow night in terms of uh, where Arsenal are at, really. Uh, they'll, they'll be expected to go to Villa and to, to get a result. $1.83 is their price away from home. Four twenty-five about Villa and three fifty the draw. Um, they tend to play well against Aston Villa. Their recent record is very strong, but look, they were they were poor. So whether they can actually turn themselves around for what look, looks to me a pretty key match now, uh, just to, to realign themselves, get some momentum going. Um, going to be a good one to watch that one. Yeah, and it would not surprise me if Aston Villa got something out of that. You're reading my mail. I thought Aston Villa on the draw and the double chance mark at a dollar ninety-five would be. Where I'd probably go. Uh, in saying that, their recent form have started really, really well under Unai Emery, haven't they? But the last couple of weeks hasn't been the, the flashiest, and particularly their, their defence has been quite leaky. Uh, I think they lost four two was to Leicester recently. I tell you, talk about Leicester City. You've you've got to give great kudos here to to what Brendan Rodgers has done uh, over the course of the season. He's really turned things around and. We've spoken on this podcast a few times about their limited resources this year. They haven't really been able to get into the transfer market and spend as they had in the past. Players like Tillemans and Madison were subject to offers from other big clubs and they've stuck around. And if you're watching their recent form and the way they're playing, uh, they look really good. And they've got a big, they'll provide a big challenge for Man United at Old Trafford this weekend. Uh, it's not going to be straightforward for the Red Devils at all. Yeah, I thought that was a, a bit of a tricky assignment for United. Uh, they've had a, a pretty busy couple of weeks. And, uh, yeah, Leicester in some pretty red-hot form. They'll, they'll go there and fancy themselves. Yeah, and, and what we've talked about United as well, James, over the course of the last few months is, look, they've, they've recruited well in certain areas, but there's no Ericsson. Casemiro's been out. He played this morning, but Casemiro's out with suspension. I think that suspension carries through to Monday morning, I think the game is. I think it does. But you're still at key times, you're seeing McTominay, you're seeing Fred, you're seeing uh, Juan Pasaka, you're seeing other players who were part of the Oli Gonna-Solkshire era. And there's real question marks whether those guys are going to be good enough to, to hang around a Man United squad under Ten Hag in the next 12 to 18 months. So I think they will become exposed, particularly as they look likely to stay in the Europa League. They hopefully get a result against Barcelona on the return league next week. They're still in the FA Cup. They're going to play the Carabao Cup final against Newcastle United. Their resources are really being stretched. So whether they've got the overall quality to keep a run going, because he's, he's going to have to rest players at certain times. And um, yeah, it's going to be team selection will be very interesting for this game against Leicester City because with the return league against Barcelona next week. Do we consider maybe taking something about the Foxes to go there and, and pinching a draw or... Maybe maybe dollar uh, sixty United four dollars the draw five twenty five Leicester City a double chance on Leicester City in the draw would be around the two thirty mark there so perhaps because a couple of matches I I earmarked as being ones that stood out for mine and both of them are on the minus one uh, handicap uh, Chelsea playing Southampton now Southampton can't get things going at all Nathan Jones I think it was a ninety two day stay. As manager, they are managerless. Ruben Salas, who's been the assistant, will take over control on a temporary basis anyway this weekend. They're playing Chelsea, of course, went to Borussia Dortmund, and by all accounts, read the reports, they play well. They lost 1 0, but you can see some green shoots of improvement there from the Blues. They're playing at Stanford Bridge. dollar thirty six four fifty nine dollars the odds there. The minus one on the, on the handicap is $2.10. I thought that was. Good value, that means punters that uh, Chelsea have from what two clear goals. I can see Chelsea 
finishing this season well. They've, they've got some key players back. The injuries that they've suffered the last couple of months are starting to clear up. And I think uh, all the talk of Potter and his positive vibes in the media, I think they'll pay off. I, th- I think he's going to make us a really good side there. And they will start to get things going in the second half of the season. There's still six, 15 to 16 games left in this EPL, James. I mean, yeah. it's, with the World Cup in November last year, you get, people got to remember that. So when people think, were thinking a couple of weeks ago that Arsenal were, were home, James, in the Premier League, they were only halfway through the season. So there's a long way to go. And the other game I really like as a standout uh, is Wolves against Bournemouth. Wolves also, their current form has turned around. The, the, the problem with Wolves all season has been their the reluctance of their strikers to find the back of the net, quite <laughs> frankly. Um, yeah, but lately they've been getting a few goals. Uh, $1.67 they are in the head-to-head mark with Bournemouth five fifty the draw three fifty. But go the minus one. I think Wolves can win and win well at Molyneux. That's $2.90. So I'm prepared to multi those up and get a nice price about the two ten into the two ninety. Yeah, that looks pretty good. What are you getting about six bucks there, I think? You are, and I was, I was almost... Tempted to throw an Everton against your lot uh, at two forty-five, um, but I won't go that far because I think that'll be a, a real cagey affair. So I'm I'm a bit reluctant to throw in the toffees at home against uh, the men in white. Uh, two forty-five, as I mentioned, the hit here price leads at two ninety. The draw three twenty at at uh, Goodison Park. I would certainly not talk anyone out of backing Everton there. Leeds are all at sea, and uh, Rudd's struggling to find a manager by the sounds of it. Well, they are. Um, they tried to get who they. I've got a list here. They've tried to get um, Andoni Ariolo from Rayo Vallecano. He didn't want to go. Anna Slot from Feyenoord didn't want to go there. Nuno Espirito Santo has been sounded out, and there's still a chance he might go. Um, he's at a Saudi Arabian club, and. I think there's a five million pound buyout fee, which these days is chump change for those teams. But uh, Leeds don't want to pay it. Apparently, Steve Gerrard's been mentioned. He's four to one with the bookies. But the favourite is the man, Michael Scabala, who's the assistant coach and all of two years ago was the manager of the English futsal team. James, so <laughs> that's pretty much the extent of his um, eleven man ball managerial uh, experience. So. It's a case, and look, you can probably understand it. Southampton also is trying to get a manager. It's that difficult time of the season for for teams who have sacked managers to get exactly the right person in as replacements. And um, a lot of the ones who are perennially mentioned, the likes of Pochettino and uh, Pochettino and guys like that, they don't want to go to clubs like that who are part of a relegation battle. It's almost the impossible job. We'll give you 15 games to keep our club up. And then we'll give you a, an extended contract. If you do it. If you do it. I mean, it doesn't look great on the CV because inevitably you're probably going to get relegated. You could go to, go in and do a fantastic job and still you go down. Correct. And where are you? Yep. So no, you're, you're spot on. So so those are two major plays for me. Chelsea, I think, will win and win well at uh, Stamford Bridge against the Saints. And I've got a feeling Wolves will go very well against Bournemouth tomorrow night as well. Um other key games, you mentioned Newcastle United against Liverpool. I can see a few goals in that game. Newcastle, another team who are just stuttering a bit at this at this juncture. They've also had a few injuries. And Liverpool, goodness, what, what do we say about them? They were better the other day against Everton, uh, but they're still not the Liverpool of the uh, last two or three years. So just to run through uh, a couple of those, we don't mind the Villa or draw double chance market paying about $1.95 at Villa Park against Arsenal. Somewhat tempted 
to give Leicester a chance to go and nick a point at Old mm. Trafford. You can get $2.30 roughly in the double chance there, Leicester or a draw against Manchester United. Rudd's very keen on Chelsea to win by two or more goals over Southampton and Wolverhampton to win by two or more goals against Burnmouth. Multi that up, you get about $6. And for mine, I'm playing a little multi here. I like Everton to beat Leeds at Goodison Park. I like Brentford to continue their recent form and win against Crystal Palace in the west of London. And I like goals in the Brighton-Fulham game down on the south coast. You multi that together, you get about $8.40. I think that's a pretty good price. That is a, that's a very good price. That Brentford-Crystal Palace game, uh, what we call it, Southwest London derby, would that be right? Yeah, you, you could. Uh, it, it's almost, almost close, along those lines. They yeah. are fairly fairly close to each other. Palace is more, um, I guess, more south yeah, they are. than west. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, interesting Brentford yeah. unbeaten 10 games. Incredible. Oh, they're, they're Crystal Palace haven't won this year. Yeah, they're, they're one of those sides, I think we mentioned last week, that uh, could potentially get sucked into a relegation yeah, battle they if they don't start picking up points. And so, yeah, we'll, we'll have to watch that play out. It's getting to that time of the year where you might start to look over your shoulder if you're in that kind of 13th, 14th, 15th part of the table. Big time. Uh, the championship... Rudds, we've got a full card again here, and uh, I think we're coming off a couple of pretty handy bets last week as well. Have you had a chance to look through the the fixture list here? Oh, I love the championship, and it's just <laughs> it's just amazing looking through the matches every weekend and and looking at the prices on 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 certain teams. As, as we mentioned a few times, you know, Millwall playing Sheffield United <laughs> two seventy five, Millwall three ten to draw two sixty. Sheffield United, uh, Blackburn Rovers playing Swansea, two seventy Blackburn Rovers, three twenty to draw, and Swansea at two dollars and sixty cents. You can go through a lot of those games, and uh, the price um, fluctuations, the difference between the sides proportionally is very narrow in terms of the probability of this team's winning. Huddersfield Town with Neil Warnock. <laughs> Neil Warnock's come off uh, coming off his long run. How old would Neil Warnock be? He's got to be. He's, he's in his seventies. I think he's seventy three. I looked this up the other day. Two sixty three about Huddersfield, a relegation battle with Birmingham City, who 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 were really good against West Bromwich Albion last Saturday morning, and got the win there. Uh, Two eighty about Birmingham. Um, the stats in this game is incredible. It's just draws left, right, and centre when these two teams play. So if you like the nil nil draw, it goes seven fifty, and the one one draw at five seventy five. I honestly think there's a couple of value bets there. Throw at the stumps, and one of those are things that will happen a nil nil or one one, but. For the, the multi-players this weekend, uh, I was very keen on a couple here. I really think Stoke will be Blackpool. Blackpool haven't won a game since the 29th of October, 2022. They actually started the season quite well. I think they're in the top six for a good part of the first couple of months. But, boy, they can't buy one at the moment. The Stokes form has kind of turned around the last couple of weeks. They've looked better anyway. Um, 295 Blackpool, 320 the draw. Let's take the Stoke at price at 235 in the head-to-head. And the other team that I've watched closely the last couple of weeks, and they've changed manager, Sean Maloney is in charge now, Wigan Athletic. Colo uh, Torre, uh, mm-hmm. that must be the shortest stint of a manager this season. He was only there at Wigan for about 40, 50 days. Yeah. And he got a, the sack. It was a bit of a strange one, I think, when they brought him in. What was that all about? I didn't expect uh Never Colo won a game. Torre. I think yeah. he had seven games in charge as manager. He got the sack, and Sean Maloney, who's of course played for Wigan, the nuggety midfielder, little short fella. Uh, they're playing okay. They're playing Norwich City at home. Uh, Three sixty, the price about Wigan, but I thought Wigan in the draw, double chance market, a dollar seventy. Those are two major players alike. Stoke to win and Wigan in the draw. 
Yeah, okay. Stoke City to beat Blackpool, $2.35. And Wigan or the draw against Norwich, uh, just a little bit under even money there. A couple that I like, Rudger, and I'm just playing the form teams here, Mm. Middlesbrough. They're up to second, Gee, I think, was, in the they, championship. Can they, you believe it? They were, well, I can. They were 1-0 down against Sheffield United the other morning. I watched the bit of that game and came back and played terrifically well. I mean, Carrick's got their team purring. Gee, they played well. They were 3-1 three, three, they won the end. Yeah, yeah I mean, mm. start of the year, remember, they were dead set down the, the bottom yeah. six. Yeah. They couldn't buy a win. They've got a number of younger players. I think they've loaned out a couple of players... They've got players online from some of the major clubs, so probably a couple of them United, I imagine. But gee, they play well. Good football, possession yeah. football, quality. Good side. They're paying a dollar sixty up at the Riverside to beat QPR. I'm more than happy to take yeah, some of that spot on there. And uh, again, form sides. Let's keep riding this Sunderland train. Two dollars and five cents at the Stadium Alight against Bristol City. That place will be absolutely pumping. And. Why the hell not? This Tony Mowbray, I'll tell you what. Yeah, he's got something about He him. is a very, very good manager. Cunning. Cunning. Yeah. I've looked at, I think you know that I've had a little bit on Sunderland, uh, James. <laughs> Top six, yeah. Top six. Um, that was about three weeks ago now, so I think that price is halved. So at the moment, clever ruts, but it's going to end in tears, you can guarantee it. But I've looked at their schedule. The next couple of weeks, they've got a very tough four-game stretch. I think they play Burnley, Sheffield United, Norwich City. In one of the other top clubs. Might even be Middlesbrough. Oh, no, it's not Middlesbrough. But it's one of those other top clubs. Might be Watford, actually. So that's going to be a key moment for Sunderland. Uh, that the, the promise they're showing uh, can be solidified in an actual top six position. One other thing I'll say there, too, with Neil Warnock going into Huddersfield, uh, I would... I'll say this now. <laughs> Huddersfield will not lose this game. So make of that no, a, nil, nil, what one, you one. will. That's, that's what I'm saying. I think you're yeah, right. And no, then I'm, if you are even willing to back him to win $2.63, is that kind of personality that will go straight in there oh, and get be, a result out of them? He'll, he'll be kicking the rubbish bin and uh, oh, a few yeah. expletives. And, oh, uh, they'll be, the players will be absolutely terrified. They'll be terrified, but they'll be humming for him. Yeah. Uh, the last 10 games, home games, Huddersfield against Birmingham, one Huddersfield win, two Birmingham City wins, and seven draws. Wow. They call it John Smith Stadium, is that right? Oh, the Huddersfield Stadium. Yeah, they call it John Smith Stadium. It was called that at one yeah, stage. That it changed sponsors probably. Yeah, I don't know. The, the, the relegation market uh, with Ned's Blackpool $1.36, Huddersfield $1.40, Wigan $1.66, Rotherham, even money, Cardiff City two thirty. then it's about 12 to 1 bar the rest of them. So those are the five teams who, who look most likely to go down. I mean, Blackpool for mine should be $1.10 the way they're playing at the moment. I know you've got a soft spot for Rotherham, but I, I would go Rotherham ahead of ahead of Wigan to go down. I, th- I think Wigan will come good. Forty six games is such a long season for a club like Rotherham to try and navigate that. Plus the ones who go into the playoffs, then don't they? Yeah. Uh, the third, fourth, fifth, and sixth teams. Oh, Gee, geez, they played a lot of football. Uh, right, Scotland, north well, we, we, of we, the border. We got the pun the same last week. Wraith Rovers at three dollars and ten, being Brilliant. Motherwell. And the other one, we went the uh, Hamilton Academicals, wasn't yeah. it? To, to not lose by more than two against, against Hearts. Hearts. Yep. And uh, we lost 2 0, so perfect. Perfect, yeah. And uh, we had, I think we had Air yeah, United and Falkirk both to win. Uh, they were short enough, but uh, they did it both easily. So, no, well done, Rudd. That, that was a good little fill up for the punters Makes last week north of the border. We'll take it while we can get it now. Six games up there this weekend St. Mirren host Ross County, Dundee United. Host St Johnston, Hibs, 
host Kilmarnock, Livingston, Welcome Rangers, Celtic will play Aberdeen at Celtic Park and, and Motherwell versus Hearts. A bit of managerial movement too, north of the border, Rudd. Yeah, Motherwell looking for a manager. Ian Holloway, who of course has been around the traps. We talked about Blackpool before. He's He's been in Blackpool. Uh, his last managerial job was Grimsby Town, where Chenard and Tears is things oh. tend to do with him. Uh, but he's the, he's the favourite to, to be the next Motherwell manager, along with Grant McCann, who's ex-Hull City and ex-Peterborough. Uh, and Aberdeen are talking about returning to Derek McInnes, who's currently a Kilmarnock, of course, an ex-Aberdonian, uh, Aberdeen manager. They're also looking at a, a Dutch manager called Rude Bruce, who's, who's just been given the flick at Ado Den Haag. So, boy, but Aberdeen are just red for They've got Celtic this weekend, for goodness sake. Celtic $1.15. They are humming along Celtic right now. They're getting the job. That's not where you want to go when you're... Uh when you're in the state that Aberdeen is right now, well, the managerless and you know they've, they're really struggling. I mean, defensively, they've been dreadful the last six to eight weeks, just giving up goal after goal after goal. There's a couple of of, of matches here I really like. I'm, I'm trying to trying to um, cool down my enthusiasm, uh, James, <laughs> because I feel myself I'm gonna if I have a big weekend on the or the horse racing tomorrow, I might be going hard on the uh, Scottish Premier League tomorrow night. But St Myrna off the boil. They are off the ball. Now, outside this year, we've fancied a bit of St. Burren, haven't we, at yeah. various stages. We thought you know, they can definitely uh, challenge the big boys, but they haven't quite found the form the last uh, three or four weeks. They're $1.90 against Ross County, whose form is also indifferent. Let's, not, let's mention that straight off the cuff. Uh, 3.25 the draw, 4.20 about Ross Ross County. Uh, I thought a bit of Ross County, the draw, $1.85 was a, a nice one to throw in the mouldy. They... Weren't too bad last weekend. They played Rangers, I think it was, lost 2-1 at Ibrox. Mm. And, or might have been at Ross County, actually. But anyway, I read the report on that game, and Ross County were OK. They, they certainly looked as though they can give St Mirren more than a run for their money tomorrow night. And the other game I can see plenty of goals in is Livingston playing Rangers. The total goals over 3.5 at 2.55 is where I'm going to go. If you look at these two sides when they play, there's tends to be goals, and... Livingston, their last four or five games has been quite a few goals involved. So both uh, for and against Livingston. So prepared to, to, to believe that Livingston Rangers will be an open game. Take the 255 about the over 3.5 goals. Down on the, what is it, the artificial turf or the plastic pitch or whatever it is they play on down there. That's right, 100% yeah. correct. Interesting. What are, your, uh, what are your thoughts? My thoughts, actually, I thought St Johnston were a pretty tasty price at $3.35 yeah. down at Tanner Dice. Jeez. Didn't realise it. Dundee United, uh, they're having a shocking season. They're having an absolute shocker. Now, I actually look at that game. I mean, but to be fair, the, the recent form of both sides is terrible. So, but what I think we, I know where you're coming from. 225 Dundee United is no value. You couldn't possibly take 225 out of Dundee United. No, I would. Oh, I'd be tempted to do something like, say, a two all draw or, or yep. you know, maybe a high scoring draw or yep. something along those lines. There might be a bit of value there. Well, the draw price is low. Three oh five is the mm. draw price. Normally, you know, three twenty three thirty be the draw price, but three thirty five about St Johnston. So no, I, I agree. Look, I think Dundee United had a run in the League Cup and the FA Cup, didn't they? So it's kind of camouflaged their league form, which is just awful. Uh, both these sides will be keen to avoid relegation. I think when the whips are cracking at the end of the season, Hibs have managed to turn things around a bit over the last couple of weeks, and all with the Derek McInnes speculation. Yeah. Killy uh, are really struggling a little bit. I think Hibbs at a dollar seventy-five should win. And yeah. one thing I will say down 
in the Championship of Scotland. Oh. The other side of Dundee. I didn't go that far down we, this weekend. <laughs> which, as we've discussed, is about 10 metres from Tanadice. I think, mm. two, I think we worked out that right. the two closest football grounds in the UK or something along mm. those lines. They're paying $2 to go to Morton and win. I think that's a good price. They're playing some pretty good football at the moment. And then working our way down. Who's Wraith playing this weekend? Well, You've got to think there's going to be a good positive bounce from... they got to go to play Queen's Park. Ooh, that'd uh, be a good game. That would be an interesting game. Queen's they... Park, $1.91. Jeez. Wraith are paying $3.40. I mean, why not? Because they're both at it. the top of the table, those two sides, aren't they? Towards the top? Top uh, four? Queens Park, I think, are on top. Yeah. yeah Wraith, I think, are, are around about that, yeah, yeah, that kind of mid-table section. They've got plenty of momentum. And I, and I think Queens Park played midweek. Yeah. I'll have to check this. They may well have had a, a loss or a draw. Yeah. Um, and you always sort of yes. – Queens Park are one of those sides that have, that have – really accelerated over the last couple of years and they've risen at a rapid rate of knots. They've had some investment, haven't they? They have. Uh, Owen Coyle, as we know, yes, is the manager there. Right. But you're right, $3.40 about Rafe. Maybe you could take the old double chance there at about probably, what, $1.90 or something, yeah, roughly, yeah. might be a play. Uh, so that's where I shall be looking to invest, I think, this weekend. Jeez, it's a, it's a full week, Rudds. We might go back f- from the top, grab a pen. There's a fair bit to get through here. Uh, we're going to start back in the English Premier League. Aston Villa or the draw? They host Arsenal, who are just off the boil a little at the moment. You can get about $1.95 for the double chance there. I am tempted to have a little bit on the double chance. Leicester travelling to Old Trafford. I don't mind Leicester or the draw. That's paying about $2.30. Rudds' multi looks a good one. Chelsea to win by two or more goals at Stamford Bridge against Southampton, paying $2.10. And then Wolves at Molyneux to win by two or more against Bournemouth, paying two ninety. Roll them in together, you get about 6 bucks. My multi is Everton and Brentford both to win and Brighton and Fulham to go over two and a half goals. That gets you about $8.40. Down to the English Championship now. And there's a few things we like the look of here. Stoke City to travel to Blackpool and win, paying $2.40. Sunderland are paying $2.05 to defeat Bristol City at the Stadium of Light. That looks a pretty good price to me. And then Middlesbrough on fire. They're paying $1.60 to do the job against QPR. We're going to stick with them. And don't be surprised to see Huddersfield get something at home under their new manager, Neil Warnock, against Birmingham. Huddersfield are paying $2.63 to win that game where you can get about $1.80 or so about them with the double chance market. And then north of the border, Rudds thinks there's a play down at uh, Paisley where St Mirren hosts Ross County and he likes the double chance market there for Ross County or a draw paying about $1.85. And he likes over three and a half goals down at Livingston who hosts Rangers. That pays about $2.55. I thought that St Johnston were pretty good value at three dollars and thirty-five to go to Tannadice and get a result. If you don't like that, maybe play a high-scoring draw, pick the score, and just finally, I didn't mind Dundee to go to Morton and win. They're paying two dollars, and Rudds didn't mind the look of Wraith Rovers to go down to Queens Park. Wraith are paying three dollars forty off their big FA Cup upset win last weekend. They might be able to get something down there. I think that just about covers it. Rudds? Queen's Park lost to Morton during the week. Oh, well, there you go. 3-2. Three, three, there you go. At Morton. So, yeah, it could be a cagey affair. 
What's Queen's Park's home ground called? Well, it used to be Hampton Park. I don't know where oh, they course. play now. That's yeah, right. oh, they, they've, they've moved out of there. They've sold that, and I'm not entirely sure where it is. They play their football now. I'll look that up and yeah. uh, get back to you. Or well, next week. That's the yeah. trivia question for the week. <laughs> there we go. Right, Rudds, how's the weekend looking for you, mate? Um, we're just going to go to the coast the weekend. It's going to be an absolute boiler, isn't it? I'm not going to be climbing any mountains like you are, mate. Put it that way. <laughs> That's all right, mate. Well, hope you enjoy yourself down there. We'll be back next week at the same time to talk more football. And until then, happy punting.